Hey there, everybody. It's uh, Nick and Will Lair once again. Uh, here to talk about some some James Bond news, uh, some sadder news. Uh, you know, it's just, it, you want to be cheerful, you know, you, you like the high energy, but this, you know, uh, it's just, you know, not really great news. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a great introduction, no. but I didn't want to be like, hey, everybody, guess yeah, what? We're no, talking about, funny. you know, someone That's why dying, it's like, but... I don't want it to, I don't want it to be like, you know, me chuckling in the background, but it is one of those things where you're just kind of like, um, yeah. you know, but, you know, that's why, you know, another thing I like to look at it is like, you know, it's also, it's, it's not only a, a deliverance of uh, sad news, but it, it, it's a tribute as well. It's a celebration uh, of life. Yeah. So uh, obviously, let's let's not uh, bury the lead uh, too much. Obviously, it's in the in the title of the episode because we we actually I, I will say this just to kind of contextualize everything. We we did have a news episode like all planned out, like because we had so much Bond and Godzilla news in the in the past week. You know, we we got like trailers more movie news for Bond. So we were going to talk about that and, and we still uh will, but this was uh th- this is kind of, you know, something that I think we wanted to kind of like give our thoughts uh to the um I mean for for good reason and and that is of course the the passing of um the original Bond himself, Sean Connery. Uh at the age of 90. Yeah, 90. Um uh, my understanding is that uh, he uh, passed in his sleep um, after uh, being ill for for a little bit of time. Uh, which um, I'm not again. Sean Connery is like not in the public eye all that much, mm-hmm. so it's like you know it's kind of one of those things where you know it, it's weird, you know, not to trivialize any of these types of things, but it is kind of strange that this year has been uh, filled with like passings and illnesses that you didn't know were a thing yeah like it's like you know and you know it it is kind of like you know that one thing where it's like a lot of these you know actors and performers like you know i like it because i mean obviously i don't like the outcome but it's like one of those lessons about you know these are people too and i think we get too invested especially recently in having to know everything about everybody and then especially like actors and performers and people in entertainment and you know these are people with their own personal lives and you know they they are deserving of keeping things especially their health close close to the you know close to the chest cuz obviously we had Chadwick Boseman earlier this year um looking like it's taking a more positive direction you have um uh Jeff Bridges uh having mm-hmm. to go to the hospital uh recently um so uh, even though he looks like, you know, that that was more, you know, them catching catching something and then, you know, uh, going in the positive direction with that. But um, unfortunately, uh, we have uh, Connery who uh, who passed. And yeah. Um, yeah, so it's sad, you know, it, it just, but 90 it, is a hell of a run. I don't mean to be trivial about it, but like 90 no, it is. is pretty it good. Is. It- but it is because like, Connery is just one of those figures where you just feel like he's always just going to be in the background somewhere. Right. Like Obviously, he did, you know, take kind of a, a break, like a real leave from like the entertainment industry for, you know, really since like 2003 ish with like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, like that era. And then he just kind of retired and, and called it quits and kind of sucked to it mostly. Right. Um, with a few kind of appearances here or there. But it is just like Connery was just one of those people that 
you know, it's always felt was just going to be grumpily in the background somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to know that he is no longer with us, it just, it is just kind of a weird feeling, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it is. And, um, you know, obviously when any of these things happen and they run down the, uh, the list of all like the you know the 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 major works of course James Bond um you know uh Last Crusade um which I don't know if we've ever talked about Connery and Last Crusade um in all of our Connery talks we we um, briefly mentioned yeah. it like a couple times like we we've talked about it that, that being kind of like one of his big 80s kind of return to prominence right. uh, mm-hmm. post um never seen ever again yeah, uh, but that's one. You know, that's probably a role that he is, you know, most associated with uh, outside of Bond. Well, he he's also probably the secret sauce of that movie because otherwise, like I I always said, like I mean, that, Last Crusade's a good movie, but it's also one of those like it is kind of like a, an a, a Raiders adjacent movie. Yeah, like, it's it because because Last Crusade is definitely a response to what happened with Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, oh, we need to bring her back or close to the Raiders, and it really is this kind of like a lot of the beats of Raiders, but you know the exploration of Indy's relationship with his family and with his father. Yeah, and Connery is legitimately I mean, great in the movie. Yeah, it's Connery and Ford. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. they're playing off each other, and and we, you know, we love Ford, we love Connery in terms of their performance wise, much of the time, and and it's just two great actors getting to really play off each other in a very fun movie yeah it Um, it is funny like you say that and it's easy for it to put him into that category of being like you know the grumpy old man in the background uh too but then when you look at like his i mean this is also the guy who was in zardoz so yeah (laughs) but what i was gonna say it's like i i tend to like a lot of the movies that he's in like him uh portraying the roles that you don't necessarily clichely like attached to him like yeah. again my my favorite bond role of his is in uh never say never again because you know it, it's kind of uh lacking in like some of like the macho tropes like he he kind of there are moments when he comes off as like dorky and then in last crusade he's kind of like a like kind of he he's like a dad he, he he's yeah. a dad in last crusade and then uh, I mean, and the closest one is uh, maybe Hunt for Red October. But even mm-hmm. then, he's like noble, likable leader. In- like intelligent. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like that side. I-, I would say that like Hunt for Red October, I think, is probably m- my second favorite role of his outside of Bond. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of when we watched that for the first time, it was just, you know, you just. I think it was just sold by by the performance of Connery. Uh, we can't forget as well that he did win an Oscar um for his role in the untouchables mm-hmm. uh yeah. with um kevin costner and and uh robert de niro and highlander he's also in highlander yeah i did yeah. see a tweet yesterday and i can't remember who tweeted it I just i saw a retweet of it but it was just like connery was the type of person where in highlander he's playing like an egyptian spanish immortal does not change his accent at all no and you still buy it, though. You still buy the performance because it's it's Sean Connery, and he just has that it factor in terms of watching him on screen. He just has well, it, it, that it's, it factor. Isn't it? Isn't it similar in Hunt for Red October too? Like where it's like, well, yeah. But they, the only thing I would say about Hunt for Red October is they do the thing where 
like you know they transitioned from the russian to the english stuff and it's like right, yeah, he right. still has that stuff but it's still kind of like you're still kind of playing in the, like the fantasy like okay we're hearing all this translated from russian even though i do i guess like sam neil does have more of a russian accent so I yeah it, 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 you just it, it's funny because like he just does the accent but sam neil like like I mean, everybody like, else on the ship does, like, a, a, right, like even though right. they're speaking English, even though there's, yeah. yeah Connery could you. not be bothered. Right. Wait, I mean, but he, still be... gives, but he still gives a fantastic performance. Like, that, that Hunt for Red October performance is actually pretty nuanced Yeah. Uh, in in the way that, you know, Connery's character presents himself to, to multiple different factions uh, and just sort of his desire to defect in that movie. Well, it's 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 just a testament to the screen presence and, like, the capability yeah. of the actor it's like you, you really don't care and i mean yeah, in I fact like many times i think a lot of people usually prefer like the actor just use their own accent because then yeah. they're not paying attention mm-hmm. to i mean it, it's that's neither here nor there but i, I mean it is a testament i think to to and, his ability and, uh, and through twitter uh you know there is also i should mention before we get to talking about him as bond i think like another role that people really associate with connery and, and have a love for in terms of, of Connery's canon is uh, The Rock. Yes, with, uh, yeah, Nick that Cage. is one. Like that, yeah. that is one that people really go back to as kind of a later era Connery like like gem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen The Rock in a very long time, but I do know that you know Connery is also very I don't, fun in that movie. I don't think I've ever seen it other than the infamous Welcome to The Rock. Like that's like the yeah. only clip I've seen. And you know, and I know it's a it's a sore spot in in, in terms of the entire career. But there is something about him being in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, like yeah. that kind of reminded you that, you know, in there, you know, there are all all types of funny stories with uh, Connery, including like you know, not wanting to, you know, turning down Lord of the Rings because he just didn't get it, mm-hmm. um, but also seeing that you know he wasn't above being in something, like you know, I mean, obviously it it didn't turn out well for him, but. I what I will say is like in those little bits that I have rewatched a little bit because I just rewatched some clips, you know, it, it he still has that action guy older, like older action guy presence even in that movie, and it's just in the little bit like it's still fun to see him, like you know, kind of Indiana Jones around like the place in like this kind of like kooky like sci-fi fantasy world. So, I mean, he still had it even at that time, I thought. Like, again, I don't think he was ever the problem with that movie, but... Um. Yeah, well, I do think, too, that, like, he's also someone who... Like, he, yeah, he was really never above, like, a role if he found it interesting. Like, he was always the type of person that if he found something interesting enough, he would be interested in doing it. Like, when you look at that kind of period between Bond and... um like never say never again and kind of his his renaissance as an act as a as a star in the later 80s like you know like you don't do zardoz unless you find interest in it like and he, you know he's doing terry gilliam's time bandits you know which is a very weird movie in and of itself you know and he's going between kind of the big you know he's doing like man it would be king but like he just kind of goes all over the place and you know eventually he you know he's like he's in uh i'm just going through his filmography like stuff like First Night and Dragonheart. Uh, yes, Dragonheart. Dra- Dragonheart's like a, probably in my life an underrated role that he's a part of. Right, um, and because, it's just yeah. he just has kind of a lot of of stuff that he goes between, mm-hmm. and I think that. Uh, but he he is 
an indelible pop culture icon mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like he's just one of those actors that people know the voice, you know, and you people do Sean Connery impersonations all the time. It's been a staple of like late night shows and SNL and everything like that. It's a very easy voice to kind of parody and mock and, and, and pay homage to in many ways. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just such a recognizable aspect of pop culture. And, and really, I mean, and to get to this part, um, he still is the Bond to yeah. so many people. We talked about this a lot in our actor episode, but, you know, and it is part of the tweet that we sent out, but there really is no Bond without Connery. Like, Connery was a perfect fit for once what Terrence Young and what the Eon team wanted to do with Bond. And, you know, Connery, again, was very much kind of a risk of being this unknown actor that you know had to be kind of molded in many ways by terrence young to to be bond but when you go back to dr no and from russia with love and just the performance and the suaveness and the coolness and just the presence that he brings his bond it's something that every other bond whether you know they 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 think they have to or not they do have to chase it you know and it's like you know like people like Moore and uh brosnan and and Craig, like, they find their own grooves, but there's always sort of, like, an inherent, like, well, we're going back, like, well, how does it compare to the original Bond? How does it compare to Connery? And that, that's going to be a part of his legacy. That is a part of his legacy. That, that Bond is what he really brought to the forefront and is still something that he people have this image of him in that tuxedo smoking at the poker table. Yeah, I mean, he he's definitely earned that place as the default model. I, I and and I mean that in all the best sense of the word. And um, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, what can be said about him as Bond that hasn't been said? I mean, again, I I tend to I've always like you know he, he is Bond in in many ways. Like I think in in a way that you don't necessarily say too much about other the other guys like the other actors um, that. There is kind of like this sense where maybe this is just me, but everybody else has kind of like played like uh like Bond, whereas like Sean Connery like is James Bond, yeah, in a way, yeah. and not in not in a too dissimilar way from like like Batman and Adam West, like you know for some reason mm-hmm. like even though it's such like an alternate take than what people have come to really love about Batman like everybody considers like oh but Batman yeah Adam West is Batman though yeah. <laughs> you know and and people say it in in a fond way um so it's it's very similar with Connery's Bond and like i said i i go to like i i don't think i ac- absolutely adored him as Bond uh, until never say never again i i think that's i, I should say that's just my favorite of, of him of yeah. him doing that, the role. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, what what else can really be said about him other than um, he really defined that role for future generations? Yeah, I mean, really, it's just this this podcast is just we have we have Sean Connery to thank for making Bond as, as big as yeah. it was. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, again, like a lot of that, that early height of the franchise was really based around Sean Connery is James Bond. And, it you know, it's it started off his career on a, on a wholly different path because, you know, we can go back to our episode on Darby O'Gill and talk about how he was kind of like, you know, he just got into acting and, you know, there was kind of like he could have been a soccer star, he could have been a bodybuilding star, but none of that worked out. And then he just kind of accidentally got into acting thanks to um, Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. 
And from there, it's just like he just kind of was working until that Bond role fell into his lap. And then after that, that was kind of his career for, for the rest of his lifetime. And, you know, another kind of quality about him in a lot of these movies, too, is where, like, I in the same breath as I would say, like, he's clearly not above being some of these silly movies. Um, he did have that kind of Harrison Ford-ish quality of, like, him just having kind of some of that look like he was above it, even though I don't think he necessarily lived his life mm-hmm. that way. Like, I always say by the time you get to, what was it, Gold, Goldfinger, where he has to be in the jetpack? Uh, Thunderball. Thunderball, yeah. It, once he it's starting to do that, there is a level of looking at him, and it looks ridiculous, and, and he wears that. And, and, you know, I think maybe that's just because he is. I mean, it, it, in some ways it's Harrison Ford. In some ways it's even, like, people like – uh, like Chris Evans and Captain America, where they're game to do it, but there's that little bit of like, oh, I gotta wear, I gotta wear, the, I gotta wear the 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 stars and stripe helmet still. <laughs> you know, there's still like a little bit of like embarrassment about it, but like enjoying doing it. Uh, that there's a quality about that with him, and um, I, there there is something always to be said about actors and uh, performers who just have an indescribable quality that's just you know, yeah. natural to their persona. And I think that Connery did do a good job at, at enhancing and, and selling those rid- more ridiculous moments in some of those Bond movies. Like, like obviously, we're not big fans of his performance in uh, You Only Live Twice, but when he comes back for Diamonds Are Forever, like, Diamonds Are Forever is very, you know, when you go back to it, it is a very loaded movie, and kind of its quality can be debated. But one of the things that I think is really to be undeniable is that when you have kind of these ridiculous moments, like the, the, the moon rover sequence and the, the big fight at the end and, and kind of the, all the Vegas stuff like Connery, like does a good job of selling that in his own way. Mm-hmm. And I think it just makes, especially something like diamonds, but even those earlier bond films, like when you get to Goldfinger and he's doing that stuff, it's, it's very, very it enhances the movie. Yeah, sure. definitely. Um, now, I, I do I do think that it would be slightly disingenuous if we didn't at least address some of Connery personally and some yeah. of the more questionable things about yeah. him. I mean, I just want to be honest and fair about it, where it mm-hmm. is kind of that one unfortunate blight on on, mm, yeah. on Connery, um, yeah. But and here's the thing: I, I the, the thing is like other than the infamous comments, like his his infamous women comments, and like yes, that, that the, one the, the, the hitting woman, okay. yeah, yeah. If, that, it's like, the, if it's like the last resort, the, the which is infamous still not one, okay, I, I don't know. And, and this isn't to um, dismiss that. Like I, I don't really know anything beyond that. Of, of like, yeah. Is there any like I, again? I'll follow this up with like I'm I'm really not trying to be like dismiss this, but it is one of those things where it's like like I don't know too much else about like anything questionable about his personal life other than that really unfortunate um, worldview that he espoused. Um, and it just makes yeah, it kind of harder because it's like especially at, in in his later bonds, yeah. which is funny because like. You could argue, like I've said, you could argue maybe some of those questionable things in his later Bond appearances, but then they kind of took that all that. That's why I liked him in uh, Never Say Never Again, because it's the movie's kind of like stripped of all that kind of like type yeah, of behavior. Just, in, in one sense, it's just there is this general like kind of, again, that grumpy kind of 
older guy who doesn't like update his views type of type of thing like that kind of did surround Connery in the, in his later life. Yeah. Kind of stemming from, you know, the, the infamous uh, Barbara Walters interview. Yeah. 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 Made, that's the one. Those yeah. domestic abuse comments. Um, but there is also this sense of like, he just was kind of like, you know, again, like kind of, I, I think there was this element of him sort of looking at kind of modern Hollywood and modern filmmaking as like, you know, not like what it used to be. Mm. that I think just permeated into the minds of people and that like he thought of and in and, and com- combination with his th- those comments in the Barbara Walters interview um I think really kind of put this um like it was a cloud over him that just people kind of really thought that that was the way he lived his life um See, and the, you know it's interesting you say that because I I tend to think that it's often referred to, and probably this isn't for the best, but it was often referred to as that weird, funny, like people kind of talk about it in the way that, remember when like Charlie Sheen went crazy? Like that yeah. one interview where he had like a crazy interview? That's how yeah, people t- talk about it. blood and everything. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's how people talk about it. Like they kind of yeah. like, because I know a lot of, you know, people, men and women who, love Sean Connery and like, you know, like talk of, you know, talk about him being like so much of like, you know, this manly man and everybody and everybody likes him. And, you know, if for me, even I was like, you know, I, I have positive things to say about his career as an actor, but even I yeah. was kind of like, yeah, but you know, there, there were some of these things that, that he said that aren't great. And, I- um, but people kind of refer to it back as like this, like this kind of like weird thing that that he said and maybe it's because you can that people contextualize it as kind of like this you're right this kind of like curmudgeonly grandpa thing to say as opposed to like an allegation against him like it, yeah it, yeah mm-hmm. I, it's just it's just hard because it really it, again because connery was someone who did keep his personal life pretty quiet um, right mm-hmm. especially in his later years and you know i don't there's no to my um to my knowledge, there really wasn't any more. Um... You you got the sense that the comments in which he makes like that were m- less about, like yeah. you know, the action as opposed to. He would have been somebody who would have been like really critical of like quote unquote PC culture if he like talked recently. Like yeah. it's just more of like let's like all stop being wusses. Like you know, he's kind of he's kind of like that. But again, all this is kind of sounding like I'm trying to be apologetic for it, which I'm not. I, I mean, I, I just kind of want no, to bring it up. And I, I mean, mean, as, as it far is as a, I'm just yeah. looking up, as far as I'm looking up, like you know, he was he basically had one marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, as far, oh no, he was married twice. He divorced in '73, and then he had a marriage from '75 until his death. But that marriage did involve uh, a high-profile affair in the '80s. But the marriage kind of survived that. Mm. In terms mm-hmm. of like it was just and that was like the only reported like incident in terms of that. It right. wasn't like Connery was like a serial like, you know, affairs guy. It's like he had that one affair in the eighties and then like basically they were able to work it out and remain happy from what I understand, happily married until his his death. Yeah. Uh in, in twenty twenty. So but I think this also gets to a point where it is one of those things that is kind of like, and I think we're reckoning with this a lot more in this current era and the way that we, we know more about people is that, you know, Connery was a human being, you know, I think like we, we put him on, people put him on this pedestal because he's bond, you know, he is the bond and because he's in last crusade and because he's in Highlander and the rock, 
but he is he is a person with his own demons and his own flaws and his own mistakes and it is kind of it should be part of this process Mm -hmm. to discuss these elements of these people because like as much as connery was you know had those comments like connery also did a number of things for you know local scottish charities and the scottish film industry and he was someone who did give a lot back with his money Mm -hmm. um at the same time as having you know these issues with kind of you know an affair in the 80s and this domestic abuse issues and i don't think one necessarily takes away the other you know it's like he can also be this giving charitable actor while also having these issues yeah you know in terms of the way he talks about domestic abuse and hitting women well like, that that's the thing exist. that's both the only exist. that's the only kind of like thing i would say it's like more more so these expressions of a worldview as opposed to like you know, because if you listen to like the interview, he's very he comes off very libertarian about it. Like he, it almost sounds like I wouldn't do that. But like you know, I'm just saying the rules of the game are, and I'm like, oh, right. okay, all right, all right, John. And generally okay. speaking, like too, like Connery did seem to be again just in the way that he did st- yeah. certain stuff. Like he did seem to be progressive in terms of like even like inclusion and diversity in a lot of ways. It, it, of- it's hard because again, this kind of goes back to like, you know, being transparent and you knowing these actors and, you know, and especially somebody like Connery who went on to be play things very close to the chest. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring it up because no, it, it's think- fair. I think it's disingenuous to like not bring that up. And, and, and I, I, I admit it's- that it's like not my, it's not my favorite aspect about him. And I consider it kind of a blight on my yeah. acknowledgement of the person in uh as a person um you know he said what he said and it's not good um no it's not but uh but, you but know but career wise like, i still stand by what i say about it part of a process in terms of discussing this stuff yeah definitely i mean but you know at at the end of the day i mean you know it, it's still you know it, it's still a passing um of this person who you know uh, uh, otherwise um you know, deserves to rest in peace, I suppose. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, I hope that doesn't sound dismissive, but, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people still, you know, look at him as like a film icon. And, you know, there is something I personally believe, like 90s, a hell of a run. And, you know, it seemed like everybody, you know, he, even though he seemed to be ill, he passed in his sleep, you know, it's sad, but you know, I, 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 I it doesn't it doesn't like strike me as like you know, like a super it, tragedy. But it's it's a situation where he lived yeah. a very full life. Mm-hmm. He he did get to do all the things he wanted to do, and in the past twenty years of his life, you know, really since again two thousand three, he's been able to live quietly and in peace. You know, with doing a few interviews and doing a few like random appearances here and there but he generally seemed like he was pretty happy with with life as as it was yeah definitely all right also it would be remiss last thing Mm. before we go i would be remiss if i didn't mention that uh sean connery of course has a legacy uh, of being involved in one of the earliest internet memes you're the man now, dog. Oh yeah, <laughs> he started a whole website and a whole style. You're the man now, inter- dog. <laughs> just a whole style of internet humor just derives from a single Connery line read. Um, but if you do, if you're listening to this and you do want to kind of honor, like, like through us, if you feel like you want to go back and and re-listen to 
some of our Connery centric episodes. I do think that both our our actor based our, our actor focused episode of Darby O'Gill, which is another a performance that I've I've come to love him in in terms of that early career Connery mm-hmm. as a Disney fan. I think it's fun, but Dar- our Darby O'Gill episode and I think our Never Say Never Again episode also really kind of distill Connery in terms of a performer and in terms of his legacy. And yeah. I think that both of those, if you're looking just for more, uh, you know, honor him just through us, you don't have to, but if you do, I think those two episodes are worth re-listening to. Well, my thoughts for all those close to him and uh, family and friends and, um, uh, and uh, yeah, rest in peace, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Nick, uh, that, that's it for this little tribute. Uh, we got a news episode to record, so let's go do. do that. All right. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bond. James Bond. 